Happy birthday! It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. It's your birthday. Welcome folks! This episode marks the first anniversary of the Tracks the Sector Warcast. We'll be talking about Decree of Ruin, Holy Mother of Zinch, we finally got it off the damn boat. We'll be talking about the recently announced Final Gambit, the last Warpack of the Planet Fall Cycle. And of course we'll cover some lore, share some of the stories our listeners have shared with us, and finally announce the winner of the lore contest. The second year of the Tracks the Sector Warcast starts now. This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 20, the one about the one-year anniversary. All right, welcome. This is episode 20, episode season 2, episode 1, whatever hey, hey. However you want to do it. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this has been a, a heck of a year. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Kyle Anderton. Texas Sector Warcast. What can I tell you? We got through our first year. Uh, technically, Carl is still uh, a, an infant. He isn't one yet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, Carl, Don and I Don and I did two of these episodes without Carl, and then Carl came in and, and made it a much more reputable I, I was about to say, Tobin and I realized we had to class up the joint here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. so. oh, and you started with me? <laughs> Uh, that shows you how low we were. <laughs> you know, like John and I are like, yeah, hi. So what do you think? Good. Yeah. Better. Okay. Uh, okay. There we go then. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So two of you there going like, what do you think, John? Well, if he plays more cards than the other guy, he's probably got a better chance. I think that's right, Tobin. Well, that's more than 40K. Isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. Didn't we do that in a previous episode? The Madden 40K. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. So, I think whoever takes the most red planets is going to win. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, Decree of Ruin, it's sitting here in front of us. Yes, I guess I should say the I, I person who it. takes the most blue planet is going to win. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Roderick right? War. Roderick War. <laughs> Sorry. Th- the, the, these the, are not my cards, folks. Carl, these are Carl's cards. We, we've, we've had a running joke in the store, by the way, that Roderick War is clearly the um, Monty Python Life of Brian guy. <laughs> what is so amusing about the name Wadwick War? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Wadwick. War. His name is Wadwick. Yeah, exactly. Righteous initiative. We, we might have to. We might have to do another another episode, uh, another interview with Brad, and just kind of find out. So when they were naming warlords, and they say Broderick Ward, do they snicker? <laughs> just, yeah, cause I, I say this. I mean, a question I, mean I love the art, and the guy, and the concept is so badass. And he's, a, and, and he's an Astro Militarum, and he's and he's a, a commissar. That's awesome. But it's kind of, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, I'm Broderick. (laughs) (laughs) The the guardsman trying to keep a straight face in the background as he's interrogating. Yeah, and Tully whips that bolt pistol out and shoots one, and it's like, oh shit, Broderick. (laughs) Broderick's a badass. Broderick, we're good. good. It's not Broderick, it's Broderick. Yes, thank you, Mr. Thank you. There's a a fair comment here, because (laughs) you you guys have never really brushed up against this, but there is an old old, um, vein of, of humor running through 40k. Because it was yeah. such a grim setting early on, certainly. It's, it's such a, a grim, dark setting, literally, that there was a definite run of like, funny little bits. There's, um, what's his name? Um, Commissar Kane, who is yeah, James, James, of... Bond, James Bond meets um, meets Austin Powers in space, <laughs> kind of thing, is how he is, you know. So I, I, can, I can buy that, that mix of things there, you know. 
It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always we always joked about the the. Yes. Where did we I did think? We, we always, oh, yeah, always, always, always joked about that. that. Yeah. No, no. So I, know, I am having <laughs> such a such a morning. Caiaphas Kane is is kind of a shout out to that. Oh humor, no, the right? noise yeah, marines. Exactly. No, I oh, yeah, joked yeah, about yeah, the noise marines. Yeah, you know, yeah. with the with the with the, the heavy metal guitars is like I'm going to slay yeah. you with my killer I ripping. I, I swear, if I was still involved in much of the miniature side of 40k specifically, by now I would have converted the chaos thing to be that guy from Mad Max. Oh, I know hanging, that. I finally saw the movie. The sling. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I gotta admit, yeah. So that guy but, there is a noise marine without armor. Yeah, perfect. De- definitely. If you, <laughs> haven't, if you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road, just, <laughs> I, I can definitely see, you know, that being... Like you said, the chaos going to war <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the vehicles and it's, the it's, drums. It's halfway between orcs and chaos. Yeah, because the, the big old Mad Max vehicles and yeah, it'd be perfect. Yeah, the the vehicles the vehicles are so out there and <laughs> and him just the, the guy ripping on a guitar. Yeah, was absolutely awesome. Oh dearie, who else? So uh, we have in front of us Decree of Ruin, and you know, like we've said, we've. We've done it for a year. <laughs> We've avoided giving card by card reviews because people are much better at it. But I thought I'd lay these out, and just out of interest' sake, what is the card that you went? You're going, yeah, this is good. Well, we should should clarify here because this is my copy of um, Degree of Ruin. The Starblaze stuff is already. Oh missing. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Starblaze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You want to talk about laughter? <laughs> like, it like sounds my, better in the original. My deck name yeah, for yeah. Starblaze's deck is Starblaze. He he he, because it's just saying, just writing the word Starblaze with a straight face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, Again, my daughter has a couple My Little Pony decks, and I can't help <laughs> thinking about a My Little Pony Starblaze. Like, Starblaze, My Little Pony. Oh, dear. We, we have <laughs> Encountering a, res- a problem, and, we, and the, that old, like a brony. Like, I'm, yeah. We, 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 have a, we have a resident artist, right? You can do his little webcomic of Starblaze, Starblaze the My Little Pony character. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have oh, to, have to, we'll have to find someone. Come on. Yeah, yeah with a with a towel with a towel. What is the pod? It's not a head. It's well, a, how helmet it's piece, a dead po- sensor pod, pod thing. Yeah, sensor pod. Thing. Yeah, and on top pod. of a top of a <laughs> on top of a, po- a My Little Pony pony body. <laughs> That's cool. Oh uh, dear me. Okay, oh, so the, you know our own private hells. <laughs> but uh, we're looking at Decree of Ruin minus the signature, obviously Bodwick Woes or Star Blazes stuff. I, I I'm kind of intrigued by Rickety War Buggy. I gotta say. Oh, I think this is the one that Mitch spoiled in well, one of new, these podcasts. New, new uh, call it keyword too, right? So or um, specialization. specialization. Yeah, yep. goes faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the one I saw that just jumped out at me, and it was it was just kind of like, oh, really? This has to go in. I think it, it goes into any orc deck. It, it's a loyal card, but the fact it's a one cost, and it's a three one. Yeah, it's and it can't be damaged. My understanding. So, while your opponent has, has initiative. the initiative, this unit cannot be dealt damage by units while you control an army unit at this planet not named Rickety War. Right. Buggy. So, not even attacked. It, not only it can't be attacked, it cannot be dealt damage. Right. So, holy cow! You're not kidding. Are no Zinch's Firestorm. Nothing. No armor bane. Oh, sorry. No area effect. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And that's interesting. You can't even in that case. Then you can't even choose it as an assignment target. When you have to assign out damage because it can't be dealt. Cor- right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you so can't deal warp damage, storm. Yeah. It, yeah. As long as there's something yeah. else there, right? Yeah. 
Holy cow, yeah. And, it's not and, and your opponent has initiative. So you, he's actually one where you want to ca- stay away from your Warlord. Unless you for have have an amazing ability to predict that his Warlord is going to go to that planet and, I, and have initiative. I would so actually, when, when your, your opponent has the initiative token, he's pretty safe as long as your Warlord isn't there, you know. I, I actually I, I would I would play that without fear no matter what. It's a three one. Yeah, for one one reason. If I have yeah. initiative, I want to hit something with a three. If you know, so that's perfectly fat perfectly that's fine. True. That's mm-hmm. true. And then if I'm I'm without it, as long as I got another unit there, it's like, okay, great. That's true, that's a good point. My, that's a good this unit's gonna you die, but you are still you, you are still to gonna take three from something, yeah. ideally. Three, well, three three damage for one resource too. Right. You know, yeah. I mean unless, that, unless, there's, <laughs> unless some, if there's some range or like you've said Direct damage or cannons, right? Yeah. yeah, unless somehow they that somehow they were able to whittle away everybody else, and the only thing left is a rookie war buggy. Well, then obviously it's gonna it's gonna die. Cause right. Well, Kugath, <laughs> I guess, could move damage, right? Crack to Paul could move damage. True. So there's some the the move damage effects. Still yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, that was good. Point that out. The move damage still still. It's works. also good thinking about. I mean, <clears throat> um, Nazarek's playstyle generally seems to be planet bully. Hit, hit mm-hmm. first planet, go. Yeah. This is perfect because you've got initiative yeah. opening round. Hit first planet. Second planet, you don't have initiative. That's okay. Yeah, I have a serious. I have and, a meaningful and advantage I think, on, and that, I think on it, that turn. Yeah. On I the think off turn, he works well with Boss Sugnug. Well, oh. maybe maybe he can't be moved with Boss because you have to, as a cost of moving them, they, you do a damage to them. But you can move them with Teleporter Pad. Mm-hmm. Teleporter yeah. Pad, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, place, you yeah. don't have initiative there. <laughs> like I don't have initiative on first planet. Boom! Move Rickety War Buggy over where mm-hmm. you've got a couple mm-hmm. of units, and then he starts attacking for three. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, thank goodness that you can only have three of those that, in your deck. Yeah, that actually yeah. Wor- really works well with. I mean, that that might work well with Planet One bullying. Well, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. well, I'm I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, if you, you know, three. you sit down and all of a sudden there's a Nazdrag player or Kugath player, and, and or or the new or the upcoming Warlord. Yeah, Boss Zugnug. Did you say no? No, no Z- he, Boss Zugnug is the is the he's unit. he's that oh, unit. Sorry, one. Yeah. I know, I know who you're referring but to, from but the great you know, power, so you know, seven cards, seven resources. Okay, yeah, we're we're ready to start, and all of a sudden they slap down two of this guy, two, yeah. three, one he's units, a one. He's and they still have five units for yeah. I don't know, Gothna. <laughs> you know, uh, was it? No, Gothna's not. Five. Yeah, he's yeah, a five Gothna's cost. A five. Yeah. yeah, he's a five cost. You know, I, I mean, it's going to be insane. You're like, gee, I'm, I'm know. really far behind here. I would also add in as well the surprising thing of this is an important planet and for two resources and two cards you produce six damage. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that also is pretty damn horrifying. So yeah, you know. I mean I, w- I would have that thing go with my warlord all the time because you got you're gonna have to hit the warlord mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you know you have you have something soaking up the damage and it's like okay three and three and three and <laughs> wow I mean that w- that's my favorite part. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Well, I mean I you know we've a, we've I think we've established pretty pretty well that. We are not uh, the three of us, and Carl. Carl, you're probably the the Eldar player the most, the the more frequent. But John and I trend towards Orc, Chaos, Space Marine, and Astro Military. And obviously, everybody's been playing a little bit of the Tyranids lately. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I found interesting is the Stalking Ulgur, Urgul, Urgul, Stalking Urgul, the five thrill, the five three no attachments unit gets minus one, minus five attack while attacking Warlord or, or any undamaged army unit. You can blank his tax, right? Yeah, you can. You tr- can blank tr- his tax with the, with the uh, twisted laboratory. Yeah. Uh, from Eldar, from Dark Eldar, and you're like, oh, this five three can attack. 
So again, another another reason. I mean, when attacking a warlord or undamaged army unit. So again, he, he you have one of him and. Clavexes, you're constantly because Clavex Warlord isn't in play. You're constantly trying to prevent damage to people. Now, you might want you might want to allow for one damage uh, with stalking or gold. Well, it's a, well, then it's because a then it's a well, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because yeah. as soon as that one damage is allowed, hey, four resources. Here comes my Clavex Warleader. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I guess never undamaged. So yeah, no, he's right. It's you want to keep yeah. you want to keep the damage off. Yeah. So either the Ogul hits yeah. you or the Clavex kills you, move and you become oh wounded. God, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, it's I like the idea of this guy because he encourages more twisted laboratory, which is never a bad card, but was never crazy popular. I, don't, I haven't seen tons and tons of. Right, right. Well, I think there's one ofs in a lot of decks mm-hmm. because you know it can be it can be uh, very powerful. Mm-hmm. But which one? Which one do you like, girl? Which one jumps out at wow. you? Wow, honestly, there are three big hitters from this lot. I think. Oh, uh, Twisted Lab isn't unique. Isn't unique. There you go. Excellent. Yeah, there are three big hitters. Um, first of all, Zarathur is manically cackling over the Ravening Psychopath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ravening oh Psychopath yeah. is yeah. comedy good yeah. for for, yeah. for, um, for Zarathur. With the ability to reaction after this unit resolves an da- attack, deal one damage to this unit to deal one damage, two damage because you're Zarathur, to the enemy unit at the same planet, having already dealt two damage to somebody else. Yeah. Right, so, nice. right. For, 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 two, for two resources with a nice healthy three health, yeah. That's that's crazy good for Zarathur. That's just awful, and no doubt will be a lot of fun with the corn tricks. In, um, oh, and he's a cultist. And he's a cultist. So, oh, as God. we saw in our last video, for those of you who watch our videos, John had <laughs> ravening flesh hounds out with three or four cultists when you initially played him. We, by the way, and it occurred to me while we were playing that game that I was like, no, I don't think I have initiative. There was two turns concurrently where I had initiative. We had something, something had happened, and we had flipped the cards around. Oh, uh, and so I had initiative <laughs> both times, both the turn previous to the last one and then the last one, and it didn't matter because you killed me. But you know, oh, <laughs> I matter, like, did you I know. win that game? Was yeah, that, one, was, was that, that was one of the few ones I won? <laughs> so yeah, and you see, and it's a cultist for the various cultist demon stuff. So that's yeah. just rock solid. This is. I've had pointed out to me is interesting in an old one eye elite heavy deck. The striking ravener, the, the five cost, three five two command icons, creature crack, and elite. After this unit destroys an army unit by an attack, ready this unit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, That's good. Wow. I was in, I was in precisely the circumstance last That's night good. where if the if if um, the guy I've been playing with my with my own old one eye deck had had that card ready, I would have lost immediately. Everything I had had two to three health. I had my shields were out, and all you had to do, all you would have had to do, was get that down. Now, of course, that's an extreme, but even just one or two extra attacks, that is because he's a five. Card. He's a five. So yeah. even if you, even if you say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you, hit you, hit you, you're yeah. still taking probably still, yeah, two, maybe three attacks from it. Yeah. And if, yeah. <laughs> and and if it has a regeneration on it, <laughs> you might <laughs> never get it off the planet. Oh well, yeah. Man, just a, just so, fall back. So regeneration yeah. is so, so big. Like. I had an opponent put a regeneration on a the the gene stealer, Yvgarl gene stealer. Mm-hmm. It won in the game. I bloodied his warlord on first turn. First turn. First turn. I bloodied his warlord. Didn't matter. Gene stealer won in the game with yep. the regeneration. I that couldn't. I couldn't do anything. Monster. You had regeneration on one of your guys, and I went all out to try to yeah. kill it. And I think I did. Right? Yeah, and that was and, and that was you on went one all of the out por- to try to kill my the guy with my regeneration. And you didn't, and, and I it missed won it. Me it won me the game. Yeah. And Richard, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a single one cost attachment, and it just 
Oh, it rocks. Yeah, it's oh. rough as all hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that that is this is the the growing amount of um, how much scarier Tyranids are getting. So I think we saw a spoiled Gene Stealer from the, from mm-hmm. the last pack, mm-hmm. which was a two for two two with one command, and um, if it's an infested planet, it is both a Void Pirate and a Rogue Trader. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, what? You know, all, all on one card. That is that is fantastic. And the the third one I will bring up because you did mention the Eldar bit, and this is honestly encouraging me to try again. This Reef Guard Revenant. This little guy. Uh, interrupt when you win a command struggle at a green planet. Put this unit into play from your discard pile or hand at that planet instead of taking the planet's card and resource bonuses. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, wow. I mean, yeah, and he's a two yeah. cost, three two, right? So, yeah. so you can put him in play, and if you put him in play from your heap, it's equivalent to a two resource, one card bonus. Yeah. It's a right? heck of a thing. Instantaneously. Bam. Not, re- not, not, not even accounting for the opportunity bonus of getting a card back that was killed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So if you play it from your hand, it's really two resources that you're getting for free because you've already drawn the card. But if you're play, putting him back into play, wow. That and because when I first saw him, I was like, oh well, you're get you're giving up your bonus. But then you do the math, and you're like, okay, two two resources for free. So there's it's equivalent to two resources, and it's a card draw <clears throat> kind of probably out of your ash heap. If you're playing it from your hand, it's only the two resources. But if you're playing it from your from your discard, it's really the card you're getting. Yeah, it's recursion and too. So yeah, it's yeah. recursion, mm-hmm. and so just one more unit. unit even that a planet the opponent's gonna have to account for. Yeah, yeah even a, pl- a a one one planet or a zero one planet or one one zero zero one planet. Obviously, you're gonna do that. Yeah, and a, if you and, have the opportunity, and a three two a, again, you know, if it's three a two damage. one planet. Yeah, if, if it was if it was a one one or a one two, okay, that could be annoying. A three two, yeah, nice big hit. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Which which <clears throat> which follows the the uh, you know the drone spirits tend to have high hits, low uh, or high attack, low hit point. Yand and Wraith Guard. This is a revenant, Wraith Guard revenant. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also I'd mention as well that to me is exactly the right kind of um, planet icon style play we should be having. That's a very powerful limited effect. Because it really is. That's, I, I would love to see more of that kind of thing there. I think that's the kind of stuff I'm hoping, in, in terms of power level, pops up as we go through this cycle. And the artwork on it is just gorgeous. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got this lightning gun, and he's just mowing down these... looks like some sort of chaos it, fanatic. It doesn't cannon. matter how well, how high, uh, how high quality the image is on the screen. Uh, the... The art just comes alive, and it's just richer, deeper in real life when you're seeing it on the card. We do have a good art set this time so. around. I mean, there's never been a bad one, but I would say, but this is this is a very so, pretty set. So one of the things that we pointed out online <laughs> was this lucky war paint. Yeah. And I know we're going through this. We we talked about picking a favorite card, and we're kind of just the musing about the various cards. But it's a one cost orc attachment for one shield. It's an upgrade attached to an arc armor unit. Attached gains the blue trait, and gains immune to enemy events. Uh, we don't know what the blue trait does, right? There's no trick. There's no blue trait trigger. I think oh, blue no. is a blue is a planet, but this is not. There are blue planets, but this is not what that is. This is yeah. something else. I thought we'd, I thought we'd seen something. I'm gonna have to. <clears throat> there might be something in the spoilers for the future yeah, war packs. Coming up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But even just the fact of that simple gain the um, stalwart Ogryn effect it means to enemy events mm-hmm. that's pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know? And especially for uh, elites yeah. uniques like well uniques can't be targeted by Archon's Terror but if you 
I posited on Reddit, I think we talked about this, is is it worth one credit to put this on a golf knob to prevent those effects? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. no deception. No no means optimizing just fire. Heck yeah. Yeah. You know? So so you put that on some of your more valuable units and, and it can work for you. One of the other things that came out of Fantasy Fight was that final gambit. There's a lot of, lot of little news. They announced the second Warlord for, for Boundless Hate. Uh, and oh, um, the yes, the Dark Elder one that got vaguely spoiled quite a while back. It was on, the, yeah. it was on one of the magazine backs. Yeah. So, so I knew what the ability so was. Are, am I just late coming to the party? Is every war pack going to have two Warlords? Well, this is an interesting surprise, isn't it? Um, this this has raised a fair bit of discussion in the right corners, as it were. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, it makes sense to me for the second because the warlords are the are the real big bases of the variation now in terms of what decks are going to be. Maybe right. that's what they're doing. The first two cycles will be two warlords a pack, get the interesting stuff set, and then die it down. Well, yeah, we and, and we talked when we talked to Brad. He said, "Don't necessarily assume that every pack is going to have a warlord in it." Now, one of the things right, is, but you could but, also but take there's that. A dif- but there's you, a difference you, between one <laughs> warlord per pack. Zero warlords per pack and two warlords. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could take because this statement either way because it's like don't don't assume that every war pack is going to have a single warlord. warlord in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, uh, any warlord. That was that was the because right, I, right. He said don't don't assume any don't assume the pack's going to have a war a, a warlord. warlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think maybe after the but. this planetfall cycle, maybe he there are packs that don't have warlords in. It. But I, I don't sit, know, whatever. But whatever. The, I mean, there's an interesting yeah, argument yeah, either yeah. way. I, I, I like the idea of them getting lots of Warlords out early so that deck variation can grow. Yeah. That's one of the big, yeah. big drivers. But there is also the argument, I mean, I noticed it in this pack. Where's the Tau stuff? Oh, yeah, there's eight cards of Tau stuff, isn't there? Or, like, f- four four different cards of it. So uh, no so yeah. no actual regular Tau units. Oh, yeah, yeah, and there's and, 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 you know, all the, the Astro Mills Theorem stuff is in exactly. with Wadalik yeah. Woes. Yeah. Right. So that's gonna be that's gonna be for me that's good because the next pack is gonna be more interesting to see what turns up for that since I now mm-hmm. have Starblaze on the brain because he's hilarious. <laughs> right. So now, so, so Boundless Hate will have Barzul. Barzul. And I think Barstool is the most common one I've seen for that on, on Reddit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, I'm happy so with Barzul, but I can understand. Yeah, Barstool. I was about to say. So then you have the, uh, the Cavalite. Make one. fun of him at your peril. He's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely my next. I need to build this guy. Moments. And so if. Yeah, we're hoping the timeline speeds up a little bit. There was a uh, obviously there was a significant delay between uh, for for Great Devourer. There was a bit of a delay for this one. Hopefully that's been corrected and we're looking at things. FFG have generally stuck to the um, what I'm now now in the store itself referring to the card season thing. Oh, the conquest season just started, but the start of a cycle of cards that'll be one per month. Off we go. You know, out, out, come, out come the pack. So it's presumably we'll stay with that. You know, right? Presumably, right. yeah. Oh, actually, on a vague related note that bodes interesting for us all. I don't know if you guys noticed. In buried in the announcement for the first of the Game of Thrones deluxe expansions, is the fact that Fantasy Flight is no longer for, following its pattern of six packs of a cycle for a game, then a deluxe, then six packs. Deluxes will turn up when they feel they should turn up. Yeah, I saw that. Someone mentioned that, mm-hmm. and they thought about it as well. And I, yeah, that's interesting. Like, I'm so pre. It took me a while because I came from the CCG market, but with Netrunner, uh, it took me a while. But I, I'm now programmed for six and one, six and one, mm-hmm. six and one, and now to have like four, one, two more, and mm-hmm. six more, and no, like so the deluxe won't necessarily be that the, that bookmark between cycles. It'll be the random spotter. Yeah. So the assumption is that it was a, left a little bit 
Well, maybe it wasn't left vague in the Game of Thrones announcement. I don't. I, I read well, it once. The, speci- the specific but thing with the Game of Thrones announcement was they announced, I think, four packs into that cycle, and then the fifth release in that cycle will be the first deluxe box for the Stark as it happens. Um, now they're being they, released as they're ready. Yeah, right? no, yeah. Basically, that's the idea. So it, it, all bets are off, which is interesting. We know if now we know because of the pre the pre um, the preview so far. Presumably. Um, we will f- the, ne- the next cycle for um, Conquest will still follow that pattern because they've announced all six uh, war packs. Right. So if if the Necrons turn up, they would be number seven. Also, we unfortunately can take that as a warning as Necrons may not turn up as number seven. They may right. start another cycle and go, no, we've got something else planned. Honestly, oh, it's right. possible. Yeah, it's true, possible. Huh? You know? So, so like, you, could do, you could end up with seven or eight or nine and then have a deluxe hit. Yeah, yeah that's true. We've always... The assumption yeah. has been, oh, it c- it'll come. The deluxe might come early. Yeah, <laughs> maybe come late. Yeah, no, that's a good true. point. Because I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, you know, so Tyranids were the big release of Gen Con 2015, where Necron's going to be, be the big release of 2016. But well, the nice that thing would is be that would be a heck of a delay because now we're no. looking at five. Like, there's five remaining packs, and then a deluxe expectation, right? And that would put well, the, the deluxe. The, yeah. That would be that would put the well maybe the deluxe is at Gen Con, but if they don't, if they go five remaining for, for Planetfall and I they don't mean, publish yeah. anything else until Gen Con, yeah. that's May to July again. Uh-huh. Um, reverse that thinking though, because because they've taken out the structure, you could be looking at a situation of okay, we want to release Necrons at Gen Con. That's a suitable big big conquest release. Have our big surprise, but we do don't really want that to constrict when, for example, a hold down pack cycle of war packs comes up. So you know what we'll do? Our first four months of the year will be our last four packs. Then we'll start a new cycle. Doesn't matter. Halfway through, we'll stop and give the Necrons out. Yeah. Those are all no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Or maybe maybe they just continue thing. with the next cycle and then Necrons comes out. So. They have yeah, the remaining that's what, that's five what I'm of planet to, yeah. fall. Yeah, they have remaining five fall, and then yeah. three or four of whatever, and then yeah. So and and that allows some flexibility. Yeah, one of the it wordings, does. one of the wordings in the um, in the actual announcement that I picked on very heavily was I'm going to paraphrase roughly. It was something like we didn't want the structure of our releases to restrict when these cards came into the pool. Now that 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 to me clear, clearly part of that is we want to be able to go. This is the right time for this box, so we'll put it out now and ignore everything else in terms of the card pool, in terms mm-hmm. of the meta. Okay, that's awesome. And and but I think they did it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say to ease production? Like there's that's something the production other part. Related, right? Yes, that's the other bit. Is think about think about why have we got the Korea Rune this month? Why has it been an enormous dry spell? Because they wanted to hold Tyranids for Gen Con. Now, when that problem disappears, when all of a sudden they can go, it doesn't matter. We can put that in the center of a thing. Hopefully, we'll get cards more regularly. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You know, that to me is the big takeaway. And I Maybe. think that's and I think that's the impetus. In order to produce and have cards come out on a regular basis, whether it be deluxe or war pack, they're not restricting themselves to the to the six plus one yeah. model. Fingers crossed, that's the case, and it should get a lot steadier for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the that's my optimism kicking in. But that looks like a good reason <laughs> to do this. Well, it was a t- it's really hilarious. If you guys follow Fancy Flight, it was a tiny footnote. But for anyone familiar with the set, with um, how they do things, it was all four packs into this cycle, deluxe box. Wait, what are you guys playing at? That's completely bizarre. As Tobin was saying, the programming goes, no, that's not right. You know, kind of thing. Well, well, then you know, I mean, retailers and and players mm-hmm. all of a sudden now can ideally look look at some of the steady supply of cards because you're like, okay, great. I mean. I think you've, you've mentioned this a couple times where, especially when we were waiting for the Tyranids, that people were coming in and were interested in the game, 
but they weren't going to buy anything until the Tyranids came out. Yeah, I mean that's that's but, a very but, specific case, but yes, it's related to this problem. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, if you have this, if you have this big drought, somebody can come in and be. I, I've heard about this game. I'm ready for it. Let's play. And it's like, oh, you know, we don't really have anything in stock. Yeah. Until I, you know, six weeks from now. So, I'm, I'm, so ideally, hopefully, it's gonna, it's gonna help with that. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a big. The, well, slight ego boost out here. I honestly think that part of the reason we're still getting conquest things here is I can turn around and say, "Hi, I'm part of a podcast who actually talks about this thing." Yes, there's been a huge rice spell. We know. We talk about it on the tracks. <laughs> said to Warcast that, you know. Yes, but in all seriousness, there has been a definite it, it, conquest has, has took one of the biggest hits from that. Mm-hmm. And that that dry spell problem there was clear, very obvious. You like you say that's the, a mixture of the situations. Tyranids were different because of the fact of Warhammer 40k being a previous IP and it very much has its devotees to a certain style mm-hmm. so you know there's a friend of mine who I play with quite regularly who came in and was like oh 40k card game starting up can I play Tyranids no cool I'll wait you know and that's what he did because mm-hmm. because there are people who are Tyranid players and anything that turns up from a computer game to a tabletop will be a Tyranid thing that yeah, was there part was, of there that was but a, you're quite right there are people well, coming in and that jogged my memory I think two maybe the last time we recorded or two recordings ago I was sitting here and someone had just bought the Great Devourer, mm-hmm. a young man, and, and he came in with uh, a friend, and he sat here and he opened them up and he looked at them. He looked very carefully, and, and of course I'm sitting over there <laughs> ha- having nothing to do. It must not have been after a podcast. I might have come on because yeah, I was in town for work. One of your civilian but, um, moments, right? Yeah, and yeah. and I kind of turn and he, he seems really interested. He's looking at the cards. It's, it's the and so I kind of turn around and say, "Hey, do you play?" You know, I haven't seen you. Completely brand new face, right? So he's like, "Well, yeah, I have two corsets and I have all the packs and I have this, but I've never actually played." And I'm like, "Oh my man! Oh, oh, right!" So I'm so excited, and but he hasn't actually played. He's there are there are such devotees to this IP that they will buy this stuff and just hope that eventually, someday, they will play, and then everything will become clicking. And so we, you know, I don't know if he's ever come in. Uh, I, I guess I, that's what I'm asking. I know yeah. the guy. I don't think I've seen him down to play. Uh, it, it's, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, as, as much as it may sound, I'm not omniscient about going on in this story, even though I'm here all the darn time. Um, but no, I haven't, I don't think I've seen him coming back into play yet. Well, you're here yeah. for the LCD nights. Yeah, exactly. So right. I, I don't think I've caught him quite there. But I mean, let's hope so. No harm. No yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and then one of the things that came in this pack also was a story was a story pack. There's a story pack in here. Oopsie, I didn't grab that. Really? I'm glad he knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, because the, the, because we are getting a new piece because of these plot are, in terms of the setting. This this what's going on right. in the in the These sector. are all new characters, right? So yeah, it's the events of the the warlord sector. the whatever the warlord cycle, whatever the previous cycle was called. I can't remember <laughs> the warlord cycle. Warlord, warlord cycle. cycle. Yeah. So those were all the uh, established characters. Within the IP, these are all new. Mostly, yeah. So they're establishing some st- structure around. Well, also, if you look at the packs, um, the the um, previews have all made it clear that this cycle is the ongoing story of the sector. Right. Is, is, um, well, is it's an ongoing story of that one um, planet in the sector. The, you're quite right. The, yeah. uh, what is it called? The, the death. The space hawk. The, the space hawk. Yeah. Crash landing on a planet. Yes, yeah, Sasellum. Got yeah. to sell them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole deal. The end of it the end of it has the um, Dark Elder attacking um not Dark Elder, the uh, the Eldar turning up to try and deconstruct events. We've got the idea of a of a, a plot line going on in the in the ongoing so I know the story's about war straight away there, it's quite funny. So war is in the Bodwick version. Yeah, Bodwick Woe. Bodwick Woe. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, they announced the final gambit. Yes. 
right, which has this Eldar warlord that loves her soldiers and uh, warriors and psychers. Taliesin? Taliesin Farnhall? Farnhall? I don't know. There's a lot of there's <laughs> well, a lot of consonants so in that ta- word. In words. or something like that is okay. You, you know, all of a sudden, Farnhall. All of a sudden, I just had this vision of somebody. At FFG, going. That's why we said Starblades because none of you can pronounce anything else. <laughs> Starblades. So, 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 so the two eight names options, we, options we've got are Starblades or something unintelligible in Tau. Are we going to go with Starblades? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Brad's like they can't pronounce Katakon right. Starblades. Go, oh, darn it. That's possibly one of the longest, longest. No, they're just trying. To, they're just trying to take it easy on. on yeah, you. yeah, that's yeah. all. That's well, so Talisin. We'll stick with Talisin. I'm happy with that. Yeah, Talisin. <laughs> but this all final over. Gambit pack looks really fun. There's there's some serious. There's a Gene Stealer Harvesters, oh, a two two unit for two wow. cost. What when it's at a unit that is an infested planet, it gains plus one card, plus one resource as a bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember, there's a there's a warlord coming up that gives that guy ambush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. The, the Omega. The Omega. I'm not going to say Sigma. Yeah, not the Sigma, Sigma project. No. It's Omega six two one one three. And then there's this pain boy tent, which is uh, an orc, sign- uh, orc, um, loyal. honest orc loyal card. There you go, yeah, man, yeah. alive. My vocabulary is leaving me, but we don't know what it does. It's I was just, just going to support. Co- I was just going to comment. You you were getting the symbol name wrong for the omega subject, but yet know the number code. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, it's easy to remember June twenty first. Um, <laughs> Imperial Rally Point, which is pretty interesting, attached to a green. There's an, another planet attachment, right? Mm-hmm. Attached to a uh, tech planet, a green planet. Reduce the cost of each astro military unit you deploy at the planet by one to a minimum of one. Yeah. So. I mean, th- 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 there goes there goes what's his name. Um, Tokamada going. So how many different ways do I have to completely <laughs> spam the, the entire galaxy with oh dirt God, cheap guardsmen? Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, he could play if he plays that on a uh, on on one planet, and then he could tap and then muster and then the guard, muster the guard, and, yeah. he, and then he can play stuff. So he could play a three cost unit at that planet yeah. for one yeah. resource. I just, I just got That's this great, insane. I've, I've got this great image now. I have a major battle, so <laughs> play that resource, muster the guard, chimera, chimera, chimera. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was, I was just thinking, it's like, so I, I love my Torquemada deck, and I wouldn't, I mean, I, I'd change it up to include a couple different cards, but I, maybe I should change up my play style, and rather than trying to spam units out in the beginning and everything, wait. Just, 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 just sit there. Go for command. Go for card draw. Have twenty cards in hand. <laughs> By the time you know, it's like okay, we're gonna get that. We're getting down into the planet win condition for my opponent. Like, all right, now we're gonna have some fun. Here's fifteen units at this planet. Yeah. Or, you know, here's ten but, units at this planet. But, but here's ten units at this all, planet. That's here's all ten units. Well and good, but one Caius Roth. <laughs> Rexes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was just going to say, you're going for the, but, the but light brigade method. I, I have yet to... I have, I'm the only one who I've seen play Caius Roth. I yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anybody I, else He's play. always the 51st card. He's always the 31st unit. Um, it's, it's a meta meta card. I don't think we've seen anything around here that's particularly have people go, you know, is it is that is it worth stripping those things out of hand? I think there was. I think there's a reasonable argument against Dark Eldar, to be honest. 
to go. There are some. There should be. There could be some things ha- um, hiding in that hand that are going to make my life horrible. So yeah, you can. Right. You can and get Kai's rid of, Roth, of them. Kai's Roth is good in if you have other ways to draw cards, like ammo depots for orcs, or whenever yeah. you're using ammo depot, whether it be in chaos or astral militarum. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're using ammo depot, that Kai's Roth is good because you, you can almost always assure that you're drawing a third card a turn, yeah. a fourth card a turn, even mm-hmm. if you're managing to play them out of hand. So. You know, those are good, but you have to have a secondary, you have to have a supporting mechanism for you to draw cards over your opponent. And once once you both go down to four. Mm. So, over the last few episodes, we've been taking and discussing lore questions from readers. One was Barry via Facebook, in which he explained, he asked us to explain the second founding, its relationship to the, to one of the chapter packs. Uh, one of the war packs and Mitch uh, what about Emperor being wrong to ki- hide chaos from everyone and then Sam in which he talked about a similar idea in which the Emperor is actually the fifth chaos god after Zinch Slanish Corn, Nurgle and Corn. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey I go. wouldn't have remembered Corn, but, <laughs> but Chaos Player does so Sam <laughs> Barry and Mitch uh, we addressed your question and we came up with uh, a winner for because one of the winners of this lore conversation, the one that submitted the most interesting, the best, whatever the the it was, the measurement was, we would send you a Traxxas Sector Warcast mat. So, um, who's the winner? Well, we hit a three-way tie. <laughs> we we couldn't quite quite agree on that. Um, I, I I know I made a statement, for example, about the um, the emperor's the chaos god question of being an old one to me, but it's not an old question to everyone else, and it's a perfectly viable one and needs an interesting discussion. The black templars question was wonderful and timely and was a really good fun to talk about, and the emperor's one is kind of at the essence of what happened in the background. So yeah. You all win. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna get three mats out. Three, three mats out. One, one to each of you. It's too hard to We're gonna guys. cop out and give out the freebies. So yes, yay. thank you very much. Thanks. Um, so, if those three folks could reach out to the Traxxas Sector Warcast, uh, send send the Facebook page a message, or you can email us at Warcast at gmail.com uh, and let me know the address. That you would like me to send the mats to, we will send it to Bar- uh, Barry. You're in the uh, UK or Europe somewhere, I think, because I seen posts from you talking about that that scene. So yours might take a little while, a little, little longer to get there, but we'll get it to you. Uh, Mitch and Sam, you guys are stateside, so we'll get those to you. I'm not going to commit to before Christmas. <laughs> I have I have two kids, and a wife, who are all demanding of my time. And I also have end-of-term papers to grade. So, I can't commit to before Christmas, but I will try. Okay? And thanks again for those that, those questions. And that, I think that content, those questions uh, led to some great discussions, some wonderful lore content by Carl. And like like you said, you know, it's new to Tobin and I. I think it's new to a number of listeners that um, are getting into the universe like I am because of the card game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been i've overdosed on it the last year i know i have just with with all the novels and the card game and just going to the art artwork and going to some of the the background we've even played some forbidden stars yeah the different yeah. the different games that are there that we've played i mean this has just been so wonderful it's been awesome this this past year 
And I would throw in as well, um, I can't guarantee any, any more um, prizes for people, but in an ongoing quest to help us, help you do our job for us, if you have any interesting more questions, um, please pass them in. We'll more than happily talk about good ones on the show. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Please, Absolutely. please keep them going. You know, if there's something that, uh, there's a chapter. I mean, I mean, you know, the Black Templars, some of the, some of the, the lore that you put out there really made it interesting to me, and I went and looked up some of the additional stuff, so... If there's somebody, if somebody's got a favorite chapter, that oh, you know, I love the Space Worlds, or I love the Black Templars, or I love uh, such such out of the, you know, one of the Orc Warlords, let us know because I mean, I'd love to find out more on my, with it as well, and I, I want to share this passion with you, uh, the listeners. With, it. I mean, I know I've bored every, Tobin and Carl are 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 uh, exe- exceptions to this because they actually play the guard- card game and, and they know, but I know I've bored tons of people talking about this card game and talking about that. I mean, somebody asked, hey, I heard you did a podcast and and, and he said, sure, what's it about? And I went off and I just kind of saw their eyes glaze over like, like, oh, I have no idea. No idea what you're talking about. As, as a Kugaf player, what you're telling me is, is you run up to people and go, on, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Nurgle? We now have to get the meme shot of you there, sir, don't we? Good, good, good morning. Do you have a moment to speak about our Lord there, and Savior There have Nurgle? been so many people <laughs> proselytizing at my door. Next person does that. I swear I'm going to invite them in, and I'm going to let them talk, and I'm going to talk about... And I, 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 I'm going to have to talk about the Chaos Gods, and we'll see... Who flees the domicile first? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, um, so, so, congratulations to those guys. Uh, do you want to say something cross? No, it's all right. Um, I was going to mention as well, and um, to add to that question, we have the um, uh, Barzul episode coming up. We're going to look at some chaos stuff. So if you yeah, have any questions yeah, yeah, relating yeah, yeah. to yeah. that, um, any questions about Korn, other than how to not be viciously murdered by him, um, we'll try and answer them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're... We're planning on, uh, as is, uh, as I just mentioned, things are going to get a little hairy on our schedule for the next few weeks. So we hope to, I think we talked about doing something right after New Year's, recording the next podcast yep. right after New Year's. It's like so Christmas break. Yep. yep. So we'll be coming back with a chaos-centric lore episode, being that Barzul is, is almost upon us, or maybe will be unleashed upon our game world uh, before we get to the episode, but we want to do that. So that, that'll be cool. One of the things, we also received a uh, recording from Kyle Hagen. And uh, we'll, we'll go to that real quick now and listen to Kyle. Hey, my name is Kyle Hagen. I'm recording this audio for the Attractive Sector one-year anniversary. Um, I have two real favorite things I remember about the game. One of them is watching my friend Steve Gerbrandt win regionals against Elliot. There was a very intense game between Kith and Zarathur. Till the very end, they battled, and it was it was fantastic to watch. Second is building a throne of vainglory deck and seeing it do actually fairly well in tournaments, where you're just sacrificing all these cultists to put out these big demons, and it's just kind of intimidating for people who haven't seen it before because they're like, "What are you doing? I don't know." But yeah, this game's is the first time I realized that this game was very very fun because not only can I be really creative with the deck, but it can actually do well due to the nature of some of the games. So yeah, I hope to see you guys next year, and good luck. So thanks for that, Kyle. Yes, I, I think you are discovering, you mentioned the Thra- Throne of Vainglory deck and how creative you can be and how much of a surprise it can be. And I think the game, and especially with this Planetfall stuff, that kind of, the game is going to start appealing to the wonkier, jankier, <laughs> more uh, more 
you know, corner case scenario stuff, especially with the planet icons being more and more significant and being a game mechanic that people can either take advantage of or be completely subsumed by, <laughs> like, right? Like, oh, I have a, uh, they're all six green planets. They're all five green planets and Broderick Horus is Warlord. I'm in trouble. <laughs> right? What was the, well, I was about to say, say yeah, the big there, one there, yeah. There's a, there's a new card out of this pack called Sowing Chaos. It's, uh, it's a chaotic chaos event, non-loyal, two costs, one shield icon. It's a deploy action. Destroy each army unit with a printed cost two or lower at a blue planet. At a tech At each blue planet. At each blue planet. Sorry. Yeah. So we got the... So, yeah. I mean, interesting. It's very, very, very corner case because it's like, okay, well, it's only for blue planets. It's only for two or lower costs. But if you're playing a deck like the Vainglory deck where you are playing uh, big elite units because you want to be able to turn over a card, have it be caught, have it be three cost or three more. Better, right, yeah. To be able to put the cultists into play, sacrifice the cultists to bring out the demons. You know, th this could be a one of maybe a two of it's a shield card that that you include I, in your I think if you're playing a throne of Vanguard deck that there's two of in there at least. Yeah, yeah. but you I want mean, to clear I mean, the table of two costs. Well you probably doesn't take probably away the tokens. Right. Well you probably exactly it doesn't take away your cultist tokens. It's not going to affect your big elite units. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you know, it may not clear anything. There may be a blue, there may be a blue planet, and there may be only, you know, Steel Legion Chimeras. But at least I think it's it's one of these corner case cards where it's like that deck calls for this kind of card. Yeah, 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 for sure. For and sure. there's also the reversal, and, and this is one of the earliest comments I saw on that card, which is like right down the middle on this type of design. And I think that the, the, what the planet icons are really going for is. Across from the table is a chaos player. You go, okay. Oh, I can win in three blue. I'm going to deploy. Uh, oh, hold on a moment. I could deploy all these blue planets, and then you could remove every small, small thing I have in one go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, yeah, even, yeah. not even an exterminatus. It's, I'm going to take command of these three blue planets, and, here, and they're all and going to kinda, die. Here's the scary part about this card: is That's it's not actually, loyal. Well, so you can play this in orc. You can play it in dark elder. Oh. Actually, car, the, Carl, what you just said there, re, that that actually makes me realize why you play this card. You don't play it to remove planets or to remove units in preparation of the combat. You don't care because you got the big monsters. You play this to wipe out somebody's command. Yeah. Three, three, there's a multiple blue on the table. They lay out their command units, and you go, cool, they all die. Right. There are not many command know, units above two. The rogue traders yeah. and the... And, and the, the void pirates. Void pirates. Um, yeah, you know the in, Iron Guard recruits. Yeah, the sanctioned ciphers. Gene Stiller from earlier. Mm -hmm. the, um, the the blue yeah. the blue orc guy coming up. The yeah. the, the Tyranid warrior. The the two four guy. I think he's a no. He's, he's a three. three. He's three. three. Well, the yeah. the Tyranid the the limited Tyranid card. Ripper Swarm. Uh, yeah, Swarm. Ripper Swarm that you put out. Uh, Recon Drone. We can keep doing this all day. Recon <laughs> yeah, Drone. No, Vashka Trailblazers. Vashka Trailblazers. No, no. I mean that just clears some serious. That would. just that just pointed, <laughs> yeah. but that, but but that cleared that cleared it up for me as to yeah. why I would include this card in my in the deck. It's not it's not to prep a planet for combat. It is to remove somebody else's uh, command because I remember. Uh, oh, they're survivalists. One of one of the one of the games we played, I was having a hard time keeping up with you with command. So um, I mean, you had such a great opening draw. That I actually played a cacophonic choir mm -hmm. to, to, to try and to, whittle to, the numbers. Yeah, to, mm -hmm. just just to sit there go. I you know I, I have to do something to kind of help reset the command. Otherwise, there was nothing I was ever going to get and, back and, from. And it. just to, just to remind people, for those who watch the videos, for those of you who haven't, you missed something. 
John John ended up pulling off two <laughs> choirs on me. One for nine, one for fifteen. And I would have had a third and I if won I won the game. I would have had a third if I hadn't orc landed the uh, the third one into the great into the graveyard. <laughs> you would have got away. I could have got away with a third one on him. That would have been maybe. Yeah, we didn't have that many turns though. I, that would have been. Fun. <laughs> but one of the and I'm not saying you're dancing around this, but one of the points one of the points I'd make from that as well is. You're, you're, you're saying, okay, that, that's awesome to wipe these things from this planet. So to me, the existence of that card, whether it's in your deck or not, now forces someone who's looking at a possible Chaos card player and going, that's a blue planet. Yeah, there's almost mm. a relief now. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like yeah. I've started, and maybe I'm late to the game here, yeah. but I've started going, okay, Dark Eldar, and we talked about this, like playing that first ally card, the card that's not associated with your Warlord, mm -hmm. is, is a tell, right? It's a real mm -hmm. indicator. So when... So when Dark Eldar play that first Eldar card, I'm like, okay, no swing chaos in the deck. Yeah, right. That's now. That's now. Or plays yeah. our first Astro Militarian back. Woo. Okay, no swing chaos because yeah. there's there and and as I'm trying to become better at this game, I'm trying to really cognitively process if an out once that ally card is exposed, what do I need to fear? What are the cards that I need to fear? Much in Netrunner, right? You Netrunner, when you're playing, you see influence points. You're like, okay, you got four, eight influence here, this, that, and the other thing. So you probably don't have this, that, the other thing in your deck. Here, you're looking at possibilities. Oh, you're allies with. You're not allying with chaos, so sowing chaos is not part of your deck. Yeah. Now, obviously, that goes out the window when you are Zarathir or Kugath or Barzul. Hmm. But them's the breaks. Right? Yeah, th that's precisely the thing I'm talking about, particularly in Netrunner because of the amount of hidden information, but it's a similar state where you could be sitting there going, go, go for it, go for it. Populate those blue planets, man. Do it. You know, yeah. you, and, and I, I have to, to a degree, imagine you're doing that. I have to watch your, your money never drops below two at the start of the combat phase. I'm like, oh, you could be, well, well it's a ploy, sorry, yeah. Yeah, it's a ploy, you know, yeah, well, to, that, that's some, one that. of the things that I that I've tried to be better about, um, especially you know since I fall for Clavex War Leader all the time, uh, <laughs> making sure I shield my big unit, making sure. Oh wait, how many resources do you have? Three. Okay, I'm safe from the Clavex. Oh, four. Oh, I got to worry about it. Um, you know, playing a Chaos player, it's like you've got three. Okay, Warp Storm. Warp, Warp Storm can hit any planet any time. Um, so, or my HQ. So, so it's one of those things to kind of keep your mind I, and I think the better players are able to process a lot of that information quickly well um, yes of course you know and, and like okay well this 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 you know this is what they and they're able to play around that and you've also practiced doing it right there's I'm a teacher I teach people that's what I do so one of the things we talk about is rehearsal and practice so when you learn a, when you learn a particular fact and you apply that fact then that's that's can can be considered part of the rehearsal, okay? So you you're introdu you're introduced, you rehearse, you practice, and eventually you you go through this practice rehearsal cycle, and then it becomes mastery. So when you're introduced to this idea, okay, now I need to keep in mind that sowing chaos is part of the universe. Let's just use sowing chaos because yeah. that's what we talk about. So then so then when you see someone and maybe you try to. Maybe you try to do it for significant events uh, for each faction. So I try to identify, start with five or seven, five to seven events. If you can get that high, that's great. But start with at least a few. And then remember that those events exist, right? People have kind of forgotten that Exterminatus is out there because it doesn't get played very much. But you still need to be able to play around it. I remember it because I included it in my deck. 
but you get to that rehearsal point and you rehearse okay here's this you have to remember to rehearse and then you rehearse and practice rehearse and practice and that rehearse practice cycle is where where you grow and then because you're rehearsing it so much you're rehearsed thinking about what the event what are the critical events here and then by the time you get to the point where it hopefully you've had enough time to get to the point where it matters that's where you've achieved mastery and you know like it's part of your thinking it's mm-hmm. it happens as a as a matter of course that's when you reach that mastery level of anything right um, where you don't have to think it's gut instinct in this case it's cerebral practice yeah right? i'm i'm basically doing that right now i'm i'm considering this year of trying to do some more of the competitive stuff in netrun and i would normally do i'm going to take the time and go through the store champs and regionals and that and so right now i'm playing a deck where i'm forcibly sitting there and playing nothing but that deck and honestly not worrying all that much about winning but worrying about having an efficient turn and getting that practice down of exactly. here's how my deck gets things down sensibly yeah. and then then going to the how do i turn that into a win just so i don't have to think about the well that's a bad idea that'll cost me so much click opportunity right. or whatever. And, and thinking yeah. about the combinations that you having that time with the deck but also practicing thinking about things that aren't in the deck thinking about your opponent stuff Precisely. so thinking about the deck in front of you that you're playing is one thing and then and then getting to that next level i think and maybe this is too hard for people to do but getting to that to that really high level is not only being comfortable with your deck and mastering your deck but also being able to master what possibilities are coming out of your opponent's yeah. deck as well. That's where the complexity of the conquest comes because there's also the third level is the what are the what's going on with the planets in front and what are people going to do about that. Absolutely. There's the third level Absolutely. of complexity. And we talked about this last time, right? Yeah. Netrunner starts with a blank slate. It's always the same. The first net, the first moments of a netrunner game are always the same. The corp says, "I start and they draw." Right? Mm-hmm. Conquest. Yeah. Doesn't yep. matter. It's 1.2 million combinations. So. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the other people that got in touch with us uh, regarding their uh, favorite memories and, and uh, uh, things from the last year was Mitch, who some of you might know as the Hive Tyrant. Uh, Mitch, I would say your last name, but I'd probably butcher it to kingdom come. I don't have a really good Mitch voice. I've tried, but I'm going to give it to John. Rich, Mitch, wrote us, Mitch wrote us a message <coughs> via Facebook, so... John being more of a Mitch, Mitch voiced kind of guy. I'm <laughs> really? gonna give it to you. Well, you have a Mitch has a deep voice. You have a deep voice. You know, we'll I'm pretty that. girly. <laughs> okay, so from Mitch, this is Mitch the Hive Tyrant, and I just wanted to give a huge. No, 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 no. it's Mitch the Hive Tyrant. Tyrant. <laughs> Come on, man, you gotta go with it. This is Mitch the Hive Tyrant, <laughs> and I just wanted to give a huge congratulations to each of you for your one year anniversary. I don't have any one specific memory to share. But just wanted to take a moment to thank each of you for all the time you've invested so far into helping to promote and share your love of this immensely engaging game. As from the very day that I first developed an interest in Conquest, I never had a local meta of my own or even any in-person friends with whom to play or even to talk about the game. I've had nothing but admiration and gratitude for and unending thanks to each of you for providing not just excellent entertainment, but also the valuable information, the useful strategy relevant education that helped usher me into such an accepting, accommodating, and encouraging community. The chemistry between you three is always a delight to listen to, and I wouldn't dream of missing an episode. Thank you, Mitch. That's very nice. In the past several months, I've had a great time interviewing each of you. When you were kind enough to humor a fellow burgeoning content creator as I, was just getting my YouTube channel started, and I'm honored today to now consider you all some of my most esteemed peers. 
So here's looking forward to another year's worth of your Warcast to come, and to each of you, best wishes to you and yours. Cheers, guys, and keep up the incredible work. Well, thank you very much, Mitch. That yeah, I, I got that. I was very touched. So, yeah, well, thank man, you, thank Mitch. You, you, I, I... you contribute uh, uh, equally. We feel the same way about everything it is you do. Uh, you even got banned by, by Facebook, so I wouldn't have learned that there was enough. <laughs> there was enough anyone can do to get banned by Facebook well, for we've... a week. But apparently, there are so much. There is. I'm going to repeat the old joke. There's too much Facebook. There, Facebook has determined that there is a level at which there, there's too, too much, much Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I was going to say, we, 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 he's, Mitch has proven to us easily the the way to be banned by Facebook is to be a hive tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> because not yeah, only, because just, on the internet, no one knows you're a hive tyrant. Swarm, Lord, swarm, swarm, swarm. Well, swarm. Mitch, the, the the great work you put out and the prolific amount of work you put out, um, it, I really think that you have helped tie a lot of the the Warhammer community together. I mean, all you've done interviews with a lot, all all the major podcast, all the podcasts, most of the major players in the universe. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, for so sure. It, you know, it, it's been great getting to know other people that that have just as much passion and interest about this game as all of us. You know, all the listeners, all the players. That's been one of my favorite things. Yeah, it's about cool. about it's cool. do, about it's playing cool. this game and about doing. I've always enjoyed playing the game. Or playing games to meet other people and interact, because that's that's a fun thing to do. And I know that when I meet when I play a game with a person for the first time, I'm usually, oh, yeah, I just want to have a good game. Yeah. And that's kind of the person. And then I think once you get to know a person, like I've got to know Tobin over the years, like I've gotten to know Carl over the years, I think there there's something where it becomes in your level of friendship. Then you realize, okay, now I can turn on the screws. Now I could be a complete and absolute bastard in the game because I am just going to, you know, I am totally, I see what you're doing here with your deck and I think it's cute and I want to totally fuck you with it. Excuse me. But so now, now your plan is revealed. Yes. Well, well, must, well, you know, the second I mean, season of the Traxxas Sector Warcast will continue. Bloodletting will begin. Welcome, welcome to the welcome to season two of the Traxxas Warcast. I'm Carl Anderson and he's Tobin Lopez. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get rid of him. They're torturing me. Well, come on, Tom. When we, when we pl- a long time ago, when we started playing Magic. Oh yeah. And then no, especially no, no, when we got into Vitesse. Fine. But once we got into Vitesse, oh, it was no like, okay, this barred. is a cool game. This is fun. This is yeah. this is vampires. <laughs> you you really seventeen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blur and hit you for nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, so so I I I was immediately drawn to a. A clan called Bruja, which were basically the brutal enforcers. So I've had this type of playstyle long, long time. Tobin played Torridor, who was a nice artist. No, 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 no. I didn't play Torridor. I played well, Malx. I played. I played. Well, well you started. Time. You started with the Torridor for a while, and I, I think Greg ended up with Torridor. But yeah, you played Malx, the crazy, crazy guys. But you had you had obfuscation and some yeah, of the things. Yeah, 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 but my big yeah. thing was like, I'm going to hit you hard. I'm going to hit you fast. Yeah. And after you know a few weeks, maybe a few months of playing the game. I don't, you know, at some point in our playgroup, the gloves just came off, and everybody went hammer and tongs. I am just one. I just want to hurt. I don't care if I win now. I want to hurt you. Yeah. Just for the benefit of the folks listening at home, I have not played the Vitesse card game. Not not Vitesse ma- being vampire, the eternal struggle. But I have. But I am very familiar with the White Wolf role playing game. So trust me, I only just know slightly more than you do right here. <laughs> no, so, no, yeah. Vitesse is a fun it's game. great when you have a group of friends that you can get together and you can have a game. 
and have some fun, but also that you can get together and you can actually be a complete ass in a game, <laughs> and you know that it's just at the gaming table. Friendship yeah, is being able true, to st- stab true, the opponent absolutely. in the back. Yeah. And stand up <laughs> yeah. and go have a cup of coffee. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, now, that is not encouraging you to be an ass at the gaming table if I've never met you. <laughs> if you sit across from me like, hey, you know, and, and you're just a complete jerk, without me knowing you fairly intimately and fairly well, um, I'm just going to think you're a jerk. You know, so, so that's why in, when I go play... In, in the tournaments, I think I want to play well. I say th- please and thank you. I say good game, but I'm not. A, I, I think I'm not a jerk. Did, didn't, didn't I have to gently There's, field you after dealing with someone who was less than entirely yeah, polite in a particular oh yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, I'm, and I'm sure. I'm sure well, he didn't. I know he didn't mean it the way he took it, the way he mm-hmm. said it. But I. I mean, literally, it yeah. was. It was. It was like really. I really, 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 really couldn't. Easily enjoy destroying pieces of you at this moment. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that's one of the things you get your competitive fire going, and sometimes you need a few minutes after, especially uh, uh, less than if you didn't win, you, yeah. you might need a few moments to, to really process that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had it happen in that uh, world last year, two years ago. You know, we were playing a very tight match with a guy. I've told this story before. That's one of my most pleasant memories. He was he was playing Kith, and I was playing Strachan, of all people. And it was a very competitive game. It went down to six, six Planet, and he, he eked it out. And he was really, really happy. And I was really... I was processing it, and he shook my hand. He was very happy, and it took me a few minutes to process. And when I did, I realized that he was much happier than I would have been had I won. I was able to process that but I was I missed top 16 right so mm-hmm. I, was, I ended 4 and 2 and I missed top 16 by one game and oh yeah mm-hmm. or 5 and 2 I can't remember that's how it ended but sometimes the competitive fires get stoked and you you can stand up and walk away from the table and have coffee later but sometimes that that later coffee means later coffee 15 20 minutes 3 days three <laughs> weeks, <laughs> a month whatever when when you're when you're on tilt first of all it's never good so anything anything that ha- anything else that feels negative to you there is amplified by oh, five yeah, million absolutely. times absolutely. you know yeah. i would i would throw in as well that um rewind a little bit all that but kind of getting at what you're talking about to the degree what Mitch was talking about this whole idea of this strong community um, we're very fortunate right now with the internet, with the various forms of media, with the ability for us to record ourselves and pass it out to a couple of hundred plus people who see our stuff every every couple of weeks, that we can keep this, what would otherwise be a tiny niche game with small amounts of pockets of people all around the place, we can keep them connected. As someone who's at kind of the forefront of dealing with that, at the, the front lines of being on the retail side, and I can at least go to people and say, here's this game. You might not see too many people sitting in the store playing it, but there are loads of them out there. I know they're out there. They keep telling us they like our stuff. You know? So yeah. this is this is a real great benefit, and it's fantastic to get word out to people yeah. to, to, to help be part of that, period. Yeah. All right. So as the last part of our, uh, of our first anniversary show, we will share, after Carl's outro here, we will share some clips, because in the traditions of those 80s uh, sitcoms and 80s, I don't even know if dramas did it, but I know sitcoms did those clip shows, right? Where you have all these little things from previous episodes and you show all this stuff, so stay tuned after the credits roll to uh, listen for some of those from our from our uh, for some of our best highlights. highlights. Some of our favorite moments. The things that we (laughs) thought were pretty funny, so... Oh, and one more thing. Thanks, folks. Thanks for listening. 
This has been a kick in the ass. I say it every time. It's a kick in the ass. I love doing it. Yeah. I, thanks for I, listening. I, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. And girls. Everyone. <laughs> and thank you, children. Everyone. <laughs> Thanks to Haunting Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback or questions for us, you can contact us at TractingSectorWarcast at gmail.com, via our Facebook page at Twitter, at TractingSectorWC, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC. Thanks for listening. The, the Emperor, Emperor Protects. protects. That's why when you're playing Ragnar, and we're going all over the place. Sorry, folks. For those who are looking for pointed, <laughs> focused conversation, this is not the podcast. This is this episode is not for you. John feeling ill. Oh yeah. And then it was the next. The next was my work uh, load has increased over the course of the last few weeks. And Gleeful uh, so. Plague Bees had a, had a field day with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So the gleeful plague beast, you kept trying to enter combat with it. And it kept <laughs> oh sick. boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've been you you made that up. You made that you made that joke a lot that morning. You're like <laughs> the gleeful plague beast is having something like that. I don't I don't want to know details. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very very old Games Workshop joke having been in the company of uh, making an offering to Nurgle, and we'll move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> When did you drop a blood letter? That's easy. When everything has to die. John mentioned last time. They don't listen to this. Yeah, podcast. It, has been, it has been mentioned. It's a good thing our families don't, don't, li- listen. don't listen to us. And and coffee stores sell right those big prepackaged muffins that taste so delicious. You'll feel like crap in about two hours. <laughs> I was going to say, when you're talking about maintaining focus for a long event and caffeine, working in the cafe will do just fine. Yeah, yeah, just keep yeah. going. <laughs> so I, I have a new plan. I will be now offering my opponent's muffins. There, there, you, go. there you go. Muffins you, and beer. Here, here's a, here's a muffin, here's a beer. Go for it. Would you, would you like to cut? And here's a muffin. <laughs> Um, I think will. I think in general we can say that our podcast is the leading podcast for being off point. <laughs> <laughs> One damage is not representative of. Oh, I have a bullet shot in my shoulder, Chief. <laughs> Carry on without me. Yeah. It's not that kind of crap, right? It's it's no. Oh look, that building just blew up, and ten of our guys died. <laughs> yeah, okay. two damage. We've leveled the city block. Yeah, Three exactly. damage. We've leveled the city. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. you, you guys have read enough of the Gaunt's Ghost and other novels. That go, they, they, these are not generally not small-scale things. Right. And, and, battles are, are and, that, yeah. and that's finally beginning to click for me in the card game. Keeping that in mind, like, what they're trying to represent with these little cards that we're playing with, like, we're these big war masters. <laughs> these big, these are, 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 yeah, are actually <laughs> literally, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of lives. And that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I am a god. <laughs> wow. You- Sorry. So, <laughs> one dummy to the Valkyrie, Clavex war leader, headbutt. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you know, Okay, that's a tangent. Uh, we might have to cut that out. Oh no, that's gonna. Okay, that's gonna. Right, okay. <laughs> that, that piece of discussion has to stay in. 
I'm used to, I'm used to if I'm talking to someone having a whole hello voice right. and I don't talk to you guys like hi how are you John <laughs> kind right. of thing right. you know that's yeah, the thing you know that's that's just my yeah. that's my nature yeah. Welcome to Tracks Your Sexual Warcast in this episode Tobin explains what we have to do John does an intro and Carl talks about law <laughs> Okay folks yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right <clears throat> But one of the things, uh, because I was like, why, why did it, why did they call, why is this card called Exterminatus? I mean, it's a cool name. It's kind of Latin, you know, with the, with the U.S. on the end of it, all that kind of the Latin root and everything. Um, it's so, sort of it's like exter- extermination for like. Blood. Well, well, it actually, it, as far as lore is concerned, sorry, sorry, it, it's U- U.S. on the end equals Latin. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm sorry. That's what I'm going to <laughs> To somebody, yeah. who, to somebody who doesn't speak Latin, right? Ba 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 na na, ba 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 na 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 ba 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 na na. Banana, 